What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professional so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes. Welcome back to another episode of the Title Movement Podcast, and we've got a special guest which has been on before, and I've been on his. It's um, it's Owen, and I fucking love chatting to Owen. Owen, me and him just get on so well, and so we're just going to have a chat. We're going to base this episode on having a morning routine, but we always end up venturing off um, into sort of other areas, and it's always like there's loads of value all the time like when we chat and you're as a type one and even if you listen as a non-type one i hope you're going to get something from it but as i always say please leave me a rating and a review on the podcast app just help me reach and impact more type one diabetics as in 2021 i have a goal of reaching the top 10 podcasts for type one diabetics so owen we're coming for you but why don't you introduce yourself bro how's it going (laughs) tom you're a legend thanks for having me on again (laughs) I suppose you you put it perfectly there. We always have good a good uh, good time chatting to each other, so I'm looking forward to it again. And uh, it's certainly been an interesting year, I have to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I suppose good to see the back end of it, but getting a lot done. And uh, yeah, looking forward to this chat. Mega. Well, it's it's New Year's Eve. The time of recording this. Well, can you call like the new the daytime of New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve. Eve's normally evening, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I've never been. I've never been mad on New Year's Eve, to be honest. Like I used to, obviously, not the not this year now, but I used to go out like most people every New Year's Eve, um, and then you'd be dying on New Year's Day. Mm. So it's gonna be a bit more low key, like Christmas this year. So it'll be nice yeah. and fresh, but the same as every other day, really, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it is, and like you say, especially like this year, it's been just more relaxed, like with Christmas and New Year and. In um area in the UK where I am, we've just gone into tier four of the lockdown. So basically, we're in full lockdown. Gyms have shut, um, non-essential shops and stuff like that. But basically, the same as you there, really, isn't it? Yeah, we have just gone. I think it was, yeah, it was announced yesterday. We've just gone into tier five. So that's like our the, the full full lockdown. It's like a blanket lockdown. Mm. Only essential um, businesses open. So gyms closed, barbers closed, everything. Like and I know we're actually talking about morning routines today in this <laughs> podcast, and it's so frustrating because the gym is like the start of my day every day, mm. um, and that's how I always start my day. So the fact that now gyms are closed again, it just completely throws off my morning routine. But look, as diabetics, you're used to adapting to all sorts of things, so it's it's only for a few weeks. So I'll make do. Yeah, that's true. And I think we'll get into that like morning routines because I know when we spoke on my podcast and we spoke on your podcast, excuse me, we spoke a lot about my morning routine and a lot of my clients and a lot of the listeners come to me and was like, hey, like I listened to your episode with Owen or I listened to your your podcast and I started a morning routine. So for me, like my morning routine is just fucking essential. Now, after doing it for the, the past nearly three months, um implementing it properly i've always dipped in and out of doing it but i've never had proper structure um and it's just essential way for me to start my day if i don't do it then i feel well my anxiety plays up massively like um and i know it's an essential part of your day isn't it like you said there well yeah it's like it's it's 
obviously the starting block to your day, you know, and if you're living with type one and the vast majority of the people listening to this podcast, they're going to be type one, you know, so they fully understand and appreciate the detail that every day entails in terms of just keeping ourselves in a good mood, keeping ourselves healthy, keeping ourselves energetic. Like if your blood sugars are up and down, you feel like shit in your body and in your mind, you know? So for me, I've always been big on morning routines. I've always been very disciplined throughout my life anyway, but since being diagnosed for me, the morning routine is just like ensuring that you start as you mean to go. And mm. even if you wake up in the morning and your blood sugars are higher than you would like, or maybe you wake up with a low blood sugar and it's not a good start to the day, but look, yeah. it's going to happen. Things are never always going to be perfect with diabetes. That's just the reality of it. But if you have a core steady morning routine, you can fix those highs or lows before you kind of get stuck into your day. And I, my morning, my morning routine is probably, probably too long, but the first two, three, sometimes even four hours of my day is just for me, you know? So I get up early with the, with the gyms now, I, I, as I said, the gyms have closed. So kind of throws me off slightly. But when they are open, what I do is I get up early. I go to the first slot in the gym. So with the virus, it's like a one hour, one hour, 15 minute slot. So I get in in the earliest session. Don't touch my, well, I touch my phone for maybe a, maybe podcasts or music. Don't go near social media. Don't go near messages. Don't mm -hmm. go near emails. Go to the gym for that hour. And then even hour and a half, two hours after the gym, I don't start work until maybe nine half nine so just my time and i feel that just sets me up perfectly kind of relaxes me into the day and gives me an opportunity to relax but also train really really hard in the mornings you know so you kind of you sweat you sweat a lot and it's like fucking hell if i'm really pushing myself here the rest of the day seems easier does that make yeah. sense yeah it makes total yeah. sense that yeah. and i think one of the I think the main reason why we both do, <laughs> excuse me, a morning routine is mindset because like I'm a big believer. I know you are as well. Like guys listening to this, like your day starts in the morning and whatever you put into your brain or your mind in the morning is going to influence how you feel about your day. And like you said, a big thing there, which I'm big on is don't touch your fucking phone. Don't, I mean, yeah, touch it, but don't look at social media. No, don't go near social media is like a Russian roulette because you don't know what you're going to get in the morning. So if you go on Instagram and if you come across my post or Owen's post, you know you're going to get fucking absolute fire. But if not, <laughs> <laughs> and you go on Instagram and you see someone whinging or something negative and that, and that's the first one of the first things you see in the morning that burns into your brain and it will be in your conscience and subconscious throughout the day. So you've already started your day on a shit fucking shit level. So that's why we say, isn't it? Like, don't touch your phone unless it's super serious or you want to play music or check a workout or anything like that until you've done your morning routine. And I know a big part for me and the same for you, like, of my morning routine is getting my headspace in, in the right place. And I use a, a, a guided meditation app called Headspace. To do that, I do about... 10 to 15 minutes guided meditation in the morning to try and get my head in the right place. Um, yeah, and I know that's something, I, yeah. You used 
the app headspace don't you yeah, yeah yeah so that's what i use and for me that's as i kind of as i briefly touched my morning routine is i i'm really relaxed but then i train really hard so it's kind of like two opposites but i train first thing in the morning and then the, the last thing i do before i start work is meditate for 10 minutes and that's mm. just a non-negotiable for me yeah. and it's probably the best habit that i've been in for I don't know how long now at this stage, but it's, and it, you know what, when I first kind of got into meditating, I was like, you know, you have these, you have these misconceptions around meditation, like, oh, it's just kind of what like hippie people do. <laughs> or, like, mm. Yeah. And you just like, imagine ma- like monks <laughs> doing it and all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> doing all this kind of thing. But it's just, it's just an essential part of my day now. It's just yeah. like, checking in with myself, like, physically and emotionally just putting myself at rest and it's just that kind of gentle push into yeah. my day just relaxes you and it, it's something that you only learn to appreciate when you get in the habit of it because when i started doing it i was like what the fuck is this like just sitting here in silence yeah for 10 minutes I'm not feeling that like that. like i don't know what i'm <laughs> supposed to feel yeah you know? and then there was a couple of times where it just clicked and i was like holy shit i feel unreal after this yeah and I've had like a couple, you know, some days meditating, it's it's crappy. Then other days, it's like, whoa, I'm yeah. so ready for the day. <laughs> yeah, I love that. A couple of times um, where I actually felt as if it was like an out-of-body experience. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's just, yeah. It's just 10 minutes. But I've had that a few yeah. times, yeah. It's, it's crazy with that. And like you say, like, if anyone's thinking about uh, starting meditating, like, go for it. And, and I think one of the most powerful things about meditation is there's no... There's no right or wrong way or no right or wrong feeling of how you're meant to feel. Like you say, some days, some days for me aren't that good because my mind's still racing about other things, but some days are mega and you get like that out-of-body feeling. But I think it's just about creating space in your mind. And I think as tight ones, our mind is that cluttered with numbers, insulin, glucose levels, food, worry about complications <laughs> and like if you're if you if you you can relate to this and you're so stressed regardless any part of your life or your diabetes like just try like five minutes you can start on on like headspace app just try that in the morning and at first you're probably not going to get into it your mind's going to be thinking about other shit but eventually like we both said you're going to get into it and you're going to reap the benefits of it and that's a massive part of both of our morning routines isn't it yeah and it's it's like like pretty much everything in your life it's trial and error and practice you know, you're not you're not going to sit down and meditate for the first time and think, whoa, this is life changing. This is now something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It doesn't work that mm. way. You no. need to do it a few times, settle into it, see how you feel, like pick a time of day that works best for you. It might not be the morning for me, for you. The morning is perfect. Um, so it's just it's taking your time with it and doing it in a, in a way that you're comfortable and you just feel relaxed and and as well like like i suppose you can relate managing day-to-day normal things so much back to managing diabetes you know Mm. if just because i do something this way doesn't mean you should or just because Mm. tom does something this way doesn't mean you should it's about finding what works for you and that's what i always that's what I always aim to do with, with clients that I work with. It's like, there's no one size fits all. 
in life and particularly with diabetes. So it's mm. important to fit your diabetes into your day and then fit your day back into your diabetes, you know? Yeah. And for me, <clears throat> obviously a morning routine is just a non-negotiable. <laughs> what I do in my, in my morning routine is exactly the same every day, but that didn't just happen overnight. You know, I started maybe training in the morning and then would eat straight away after, after training and then start work. And I was like, ah, no, no, it doesn't really work right. It, it, it doesn't feel right. I'm not ready. So yeah. it's just, again, much like diabetes, trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. And I just kind of like evolved my morning routine into what it is now. And it's never going to change, which is great. Yeah. Because, You're out with that. You, you say like, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, and it, it, again, it's just that kind of core start to my day, which sets you up, you know? Yeah, it does. And like, if anyone's thinking about doing a morning routine, I highly advise it. And like you said there, one of the key points is it evolves. So it's not like, right, I'm going to get up. Uh, I'm going to take a cold shower. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to do headspace. I'm going to do journal. I'm going to plan my day. No, chill the fuck out because that's how you get overwhelmed. And you guys should know this with diabetes. If you're concentrating on too many things at once, you get overwhelmed and you won't stick to it. So if, if you're going to start something, pick one thing. Maybe it might just be like doing a 10-minute guided meditation and then see how you feel from that. And then add on, add on, add on. And over time, it evolves, doesn't it? And I know, like I said, there, another thing that we're both big on is uh, the cold showers. Oh, <laughs> oh motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I fucking hate them, but I love them as well. You know? <laughs> and, it's and, so good. Oh, and that, that fits into... I suppose the side of it where <clears throat> the part of my morning routine where it's like if I really 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 do something hard here my day seems easier and that's what I do so mm. if I go for a run or if I train in the gym I really try and make it uncomfortable for me in not in a stupid way but just making sure I'm training hard so that when I'm finished I'm like okay ready for the day yeah. you know and and a cold shower is such a good a good way oh. to kind of <laughs> tune into that because it's like I fuck having a cold shower is horrible, but you feel mm. amazing afterwards. Oh yeah, you feel amazing because <clears throat> you know that cold temperature on on your muscles and your body feels good after, and you feel refreshed. But also, you kind of feel a, a strange sense of accomplishment because like I really didn't want to do that thing, but I did it anyway. Yeah, that yeah, that is. It's like I end up just having a normal shower. I wash, and then I keep the soapy suds on, and then I turn it cold, and I fucking go straight down with the cold. I stand under it, and I'm like, ooh, I jump it around for a bit. Um, but like you say, you it's like in the cold um, probably about two to three minutes when I wash all the suds off, and then I just like piss around in there for a while. Not piss around in the shower, but <laughs> I'm a bit wrong. <laughs> just standing there and spend two or three minutes in there. Like you say, it's like, I think it, it does feel good and it really wakes you up. So if you're one of these listening to this and you struggle to wake up in a fucking morning, try a cold shower because that shit will wake you up. But another thing that it does as well is it builds a bit of mental resilience. So if you can stand in a cold shower for even starting with a minute or two minutes mm -hmm. and focus your mind on something else, not the cold, then same with meditation and stuff, that's going to build some mental resilience for you. And as tight ones, and as, as humans, really, it's important to do stuff like that. And I think a cold shower is a real, real good way of doing that. Guy, I'll tell, I think I told you a funny story of when I first tried to do it. We didn't have a shower, we had a bath. 
couple of years ago. And I put cold water in it, um, filled it up about halfway, set a timer on my iPad at the time. I was like, right, we're going to go for two minutes. So I set the timer going. I jumped in, and I'm going to say it now for anyone listening to this. As soon as it hit my balls, I squealed and I jumped out. <laughs> yeah. I lasted about 15 seconds, and then I jumped out. The next day, I did about a minute, but that was horrendous, like a cold bath. That would see that's nasty. that's so that's so different. That's much worse because you're getting directly into cold water. Mm. You know, don't be under the impression that I turn on freezing cold water and jump <laughs> in and everything's fine. I have it warm and then switch it to cold. Yeah, I'm the same. You know? But uh yeah, and you touched on it there with the kind of mental resilience and focusing on something else. Like when I have the water on cold, it feels horrendous. Mm. But you get you adapt to it and you get used to it. And I always focus on my breathing when I'm in the shower. Yes. Probably even sounds weird like talking about it out loud. But <laughs> I'm just standing there freezing cold. As you say, not focusing on the temperature itself and just focusing on my breathing, much like meditation. And then yeah. you get out of it, and you're like, fuck, that was horrendous. <laughs> but I was really calm. And then you feel good after. Yeah, you, I mean, you do feel so fucking so good after that. So, I mean, that's two parts we've got we've got in common. We wake up, we do guided meditation. Well, I do shower, cold shower. You do guided meditation. Um, and another thing that I know that you do as well, and that's been a game changer for me, is a bit of like morning journaling. So, I've had so many people on Instagram come to me and say, "Hey, what's that book? What's that journal?" And I'll like uh, plug it on air a little bit. It's um, the High Performance Planner. And I'm going to grab it one sec because I'm going to tell you exactly who it's by. So anyone can go and get it. It's from Brendan Burchard. Brendan Burchard. And he's like a, a mindset, a lifestyle sort of high performance coach. And this planner is absolutely unreal. Like it's got bits for morning mindset, planning your day, evening journal, goals and tasks you want to do. And I know you you do things like that as well, don't you? Yeah. Well, so I have one diary that I just kind of plan out my day with. So that's things I need to do or <clears throat> things I would like to do. And then I have that, which is just a normal notebook, Yeah. Um, which is for nobody else but me. And I suppose it's kind of just like a diary, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just write anything. It could be, you know, it could be how I'm feeling that day. It could be what i thought about last night it could be what i'm concerned about what i want to do like anything and i don't even read that back so no for me that's five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night when i finish work um so there's no kind of with that there's no kind of funk there's no real reason or anything behind it it's just for me to just put my thoughts on a page like a brain dump yeah, like a brain dump. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's it's something where, you know, I might say, what are five things that were good about today? So you're finishing on a positive note rather than thinking, yeah. oh fuck's sake, that was that was a shite day. I didn't get what I wanted to get done. Um anything. As I yeah. say, I don't even read that back. You know, yeah. so it's just I'd almost be afraid to read about <laughs> in there. Um but yeah, it's just a brain dump and it, it if you if there are things you're concerned about particularly it's easier to make sense of it if it's written down in front of you you yeah. know and particularly with type one 
if you're it can be overwhelming at times and if you're having one of those days where you feel like shit and you feel as if nothing's going your way much like in life things always don't go your way things always don't go how you want um and you can feel slightly overwhelmed and you think jesus why me why is this happening all this sort of shit um just dumping it down on a page just yeah it it makes it less daunting yeah Um, well love that you're right there's negative stuff in there there's positive stuff in there there's ideas there's anything yeah. I have a strange old mind at times, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I think a, a lot of us do, don't we? And it's good to get it out because what well, I found if if you're keeping it inside all the time, it it can start to burn at you a little bit, if that makes sense. So like you say, if you get it out and do a bit of a brain dump, it doesn't need to be structured. Like mine's really structured. Yours isn't, but they both work. Do you know what I mean? Like like they both work. And I think something that I've started doing and what what a lot of tight ones and people need to do to be fair because a lot of people don't I know it's easy to fall into this trap is in the morning I write down three things that I'm grateful for because I've been an absolute dick um, for not being grateful for what I have in the past Um, and when you start doing this like your mindset changes completely do you know what I mean like you said about writing things if you've had a win for the day or what you're grateful for. And I think that's very, very powerful, especially for tight ones. And I always say like, as a, as a tight one, it will have impacted your life um, negatively. Obviously, with none of us wanted it, but positively as well. And I think we've all got things we can be grateful for through being tight ones. I mean, look at this right now. Me and you, if we wasn't tight one diabetics, wouldn't be fucking speaking. Mm, exactly. And it, it's the same with others, like the community out there. It might have brought friends, loved ones. It might have taught you more about nutrition. There's something that you can be grateful for in regards to your type 1 diabetes. And there's probably a lot of shit that you can be grateful for in regards to your life as well. Yeah, 100%. And it's, it is a skill that you need to learn to appreciate things. You know, mm. And you only learn to appreciate things when when you're kind of clued into what it is you have and who was I having this conversation with the other day can't remember I think it was like a cousin or something I was chatting to and it was like you say being grateful for what you have and these kind of things and appreciating the things that are already in your life and I said I can't remember what I said it sounds probably sounds stupid but I said what would you rather to win 10 million euro or lose both your legs. Well, obviously not rather, but mm. lose both your legs and get 10 million euro yeah. or not lose your legs and not, not get 10 million euro. Yeah. Like, of course not lose my legs. And it's like, well, then you should appreciate things. Your legs. I don't even know. If you, work. Yeah. That even makes sense. You did. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> so, it, it's, it's basically saying, yeah, like you should. Well, if that's the case, why are you not fucking appreciating your legs? And that's just... Not not meaning legs, meaning what you have in life. Exactly, because yeah. sometimes I think you're right, we don't appreciate stuff until it's no longer there. Mm. And that's, a, that's a, a similar thought that kind of echoes through the diabetic community of, and I'm sure you've spoken to people with your podcast, and I've spoken to people with my podcast, or just in general, about how when they are diagnosed, there's a new sense of appreciation for their health. And I know that's the mm. case for me, and I'm sure it's the case for you. And you you quickly notice and learn how fragile your health can be. Um, and look, the reality of it is, 
if you're not healthy, you don't have anything. And you no. There's a classic saying of your health is your wealth. It's true. Like, and when you're diagnosed with type one, it just boom, flick of the switch. And you're like, holy shit, this just came out of nowhere. What else could come out of nowhere? Yeah. You know? And and I know, I know in my case, like I was diagnosed in 19. I was always fit. I was always healthy. I was always playing sports, looking after my looking at like looking at the food I was eating. I was always a, like a healthy person. And then being diagnosed with type one, I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean I'm a diabetic? You know? Um <clears throat> and then I just realized that holy shit, I was as healthy as I could have been, yet this still happened. Um and then because of that, as I said, you kind of notice how fragile things can be. So you learn to appreciate them more. Definitely. You know? I fucking so much love for that. You're right in saying that. And like you said, Dan, guys, our, our health is the most valuable and the most important thing that you've got. And when you say health to someone, they think about the body. But it's not just that. There's several... I like to think as type 1 diabetics, these fucking three sides to our health. We have physical, which is your body, your goals, all that sort of stuff. We have mental, which is probably the biggest part because that will impact physical. And then we have our, our diabetes, our blood glucose. And those three key areas of your health, those subcategories of health, are so fucking important. I mean, I've just been setting goals for myself and doing a vision board. And I've told all my clients, spoke to all my clients about this. And when I set my own health goals, it was like, right, physical goal, which is, you know, get better on the bike, get fitter on the bike, probably going get, to get some strength goals in. Mental health goal, so keep using the guided meditation headspace app and just become as strong as I can mentally and create a lot of space for myself. And then my blood glucose goal was to just keep my HbA1c consistently between 5 and 6%. And it's the same for you guys listening to this. Like, when you think about health, it's not just how you look or it's not just being fit or something like that. Like it all starts, I'd say, with your mental health, which is basically what we're on about today through creating a morning routine, because that's one of the sole purposes of having a morning routine, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And particularly, obviously, based on the routine that we have, and as you said yourself, the, your morning routine almost kind of fights off your anxiety at the start. Mm. Would I be correct in saying that? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, it's no surprise that people with type one are a lot more susceptible to experiencing mental health issues because look, yep. we're fucking dealing with this thing 24 hours a day. We're even dealing with it when we're asleep. So of course that's going to take its toll on your mental and physical health. But mm. I would describe diabetes as more a psychological condition than it is a physical one. Because yeah. if you are not clued into what is needed every single day to manage this thing mentally, then the physical side is going to be neglected. And I'm big on, you know, creating goals and you're obviously the same, but my, and the fact that you kind of broke it into three health categories, let's call it, how I would set a goal for my mental health is not something six months, one year, two years down the line. My goal for my mental health is just being happy every day. Yes. It, so I don't even look at tomorrow for my mental health because what I need to do today for my mental health is just keep myself happy. 
And I've been lucky enough in terms of mental, like I've never had anything like crippling happen to me just yet. Um, I would describe myself as somebody quite calm and happy and relaxed for the most yeah. part. But like, but I describe myself that way because I've worked for that. Yeah. You know, I've read certain books that have helped. I meditate every day that helps. I exercise every day. I look after the food I eat. So much like training yourself physically, you have to train yourself mentally. Like you can't, you can't expect to be a certain way without working towards it. And you can't expect, and we'll talk specifically about blood sugars here. You can't expect your blood sugars to be in range if you don't work for it. That's just the reality of it. And it was actually one of your posts. It's probably one of my favorite posts I've seen on Instagram. And it was like, you earn the right to your blood sugars. And that's Mm. absolutely spot on. My blood sugars, for the most part, are well managed. I pride myself in being somebody who look who who has good management that's because i work really fucking hard i yeah. work really hard with my diabetes management you're the same and i know for a fact if i didn't prioritize it as much as i do then it wouldn't be managed as well then it, my physical health would be affected my mental health would be affected yeah. it's yeah. It, there's nothing that you can do in your life that's going to be that you can be proud of or benefit that's going to be beneficial for you if you don't work it's just it's it's as simple as that like yeah love that like everything guys takes some form of work and probably some sacrifices like Mm. achieving well-controlled glucose levels um your mental health your physical health and i think people understand the concept when we say hey if you want to get in shape you need to work hard you need to eat well you need to go to the gym yeah i can understand that and they're like I feel so shit. I'm so down all the time. Well, you need to work hard, but then, and the same with blood sugars, but then people don't understand that. So think of it as it all in one guys. Like if you want to, you've got a body goal or a health or fitness goal, well, fitness goal, you know, like if you want to run a marathon for argument's sake, you know, you've got to go out there and run and put the fucking work in. And it's the same. If you want good mental health, you've got to go out there. You've got to put the fucking work in by morning routine, guided meditation, say cold showers or whatever it is that's going to build your mental resilience and create space. And then the same with blood glucose levels. If you want a good HbA1c, time in target range, average levels, what have you, you've got to go and put the work in. And it's as simple as that. There's no there's no way around it, is there? No, it's not at all. And look, we both know and anybody listening at home knows it is not easy living with type one. It is not easy trying to keep that line flat throughout the day, but it's possible. Of course it's possible. And the results that we see are directly based on decisions we make. And I'm a big believer in, I always, anyone I speak to client wise, I always say it's important to untangle everything because if you're dealing with stressful life in general, if you're dealing with, you know, mental health stresses, let's say, and then the, the whole complication of living with type one diabetes, it feels like, holy shit, there's so much going on and everything's just knotted together. Mm. So I always say, look, we just need to fucking untangle everything here. Just simplify yeah. things as much as possible. And 
what we should be doing, everybody already knows what we should be doing. And everybody living with type one, for the most part, knows what you need to do to manage it well, to manage it to the best of your ability. But sometimes we just don't do it. Everybody yeah. knows the food that we should focus on. Everybody knows the type of exercise we should be doing. Everybody knows that we should be prioritizing sleep. Just doesn't they don't do it. Because yeah. that, and that comes down to motivation. That comes down to discipline. That comes down to consistency and the reason why you want to do something. Yeah. And I think a big thing that comes, uh, a big thing that helps with that is coaches. So me and Owen are both coaches for title yeah. diabetics. So if you do want to step out your own fucking way and you kind of know that you need a push and guidance, then you can drop either of us a, a DM and we'll have a Absolutely. chat with you. 100%. But I actually only recorded a podcast. Uh, yeah, my podcast that went out last night, it was about how to stay. No, I know we're going into the new year. So it was like how to stay motivated, disciplined and consistent with your diabetes management. And such a large part of that episode is realizing the severity of this thing you know and there are different types of motivation now i don't fully like motivation can come and go because you can feel motivated listening to a podcast you can feel motivated yeah. listening to a song and it's that kind of oh fuck yeah let's go but that like, fade easily yeah it's like people listening to this now they're like, are probably like, oh i'm gonna create a morning routine tom and owen said it's mega <laughs> yeah yeah and you're listening to it and you're fucking you've got that fire in your belly you're buzzing and then you get off you go and do something like to do with your day and then you forget. So like you say, it's it's taking action whilst you feel motivated, but also then again, still taking action when you don't want to and you don't feel motivated. Yeah, there and there are days that it's most important for you to stay. Like motivation is important as that spark. And then it comes down to action, as you say, discipline and consistency. Hmm. And for me it's like there are different types of motivation there's a motivation to avoid something there's a motivation to gain something or maybe experience something or whatever it might be um and for me a massive motivation to to manage my blood sugar every day as best i can is to ensure i avoid long-term complications yes like the, rea the, the harsh reality, and I have to remind myself sometimes, the harsh reality of what we're living with right now as we speak, if we don't fucking take this seriously, we're going to have issues with our eyesight. We're going to have issues with our circulation. We might lose our limbs, might lose our toes. Like, that is the reality of it. So yeah. that should be motivation enough for you. Yeah. And, of course, you can't expect to be consistent 100% of the time because we're all human beings and do things every now and then or whatever that we that we know won't benefit our bloods but what more do you, what more does somebody need to take it seriously yeah. than someone say potentially you could go blind if you don't fucking yeah. pull, if you don't pull up the socks here you know? you're right and and I spoke about on on the episode I said to Graham, the guy that I do the podcast with, I was like, Graham, if I said to you, if you don't do this, 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 this for the next week, you'll have issues with your eyes. Next week, you'll have issues with your eyesight. 
would you do everything that you need to do? He said, 100%. Non-negotiable. I would be doing exactly what I need to do. And living with type one, that's the way it is. It's just over a longer period of time. Someone has already told me that if I don't do X, potentially I could lose limbs or lose my eyesight. So that is enough. That should be enough for you. It should be. Fucking hell, this is serious. No. Should be, and I think what people need to understand is we are emotional creatures. We're not logical creatures as humans. We don't act from logic, even though sometimes we think we do. We act from emotion. So if you're looking for motivation for something, say for argument's sake, it might be glucose levels, and you're like, oh, I want motivation so I can go to my endo, and I can say, hey, look, I've knocked a percent off my HbA1c. That probably isn't going to be enough for you. But like if you say... That, that doesn't drive enough emotion, right? It might drive the spark of a minute feeling good about yourself, showing off to your endo or your DSN. But if you're to think, right, if I don't get my HbA1c down, I'll get my glucose levels and diabetes under wraps, then let me just stop and think. So guys listening to this, I want you to stop and think now because this is going to drive home a little bit. So stop and think and say you you have really poor glucose control and stop and think what it would be like to lose your sight, take a moment and think about that now to lose your sight or to lose a limb. Think about that. And I'm thinking about that now. And I've got a feeling in my stomach, which really kind of scares me. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's emotion. And that's what you need to keep thinking about, to keep going when motivation isn't there. Because motivation isn't unlimited. It, it gets you started. But what you need is some form of attachment to an emotion that scares you, that is painful. It can't be kind of a happy emotion. It needs to be a, a painful emotion because then that's going to make you take action, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. And as you were saying, if I was imagining it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel good, does no, it? But, and, but that's the best way to do it, you know? And see... For me, there is, it's important to understand and appreciate how people feel about this, mm. about as in living with type one. And look, we both understand and appreciate it because we live with it every day of the week too. Yeah. But it's also really, really important for people to realize what we've just spoken about, the severity of this thing, if it's not taken seriously and the pros of it being a quote unquote invisible disease is the fact that we can hide it. And the fact that if we don't want somebody to know we're diabetic, we don't necessarily have to let them know. Um, And then the downside to it being invisible is we might be more inclined to neglect our management. And it's like, I can do this for X amount of time because, you know, I might not experience long-term complications for 10 years. And it's just constantly putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Sometimes you just need somebody to say, get a fucking grip. Yeah. Like in the nicest way possible, get a fucking grip because this is real, (laughs) you know? And it's, it's hard for me to even think about it sometimes. Like if I don't do what I have to do, I might not be there for a family that I might have in a few, a few years or I might not be there for my brothers, or I might not be there, you know, like, that's the reality of it. And, yeah. and I always try to give across 
like the positive sides to it because I'm just big on that anyway. Mm. But it's important that you check in with the with the serious side of it too. Yeah, it is. That's a big driver for me to want to have a family, you know, kids one day, um, get married and, and be able to look after my mum and dad and stuff like that whilst they're still around. And when I think about that, similar to what I said before, when I think about um, I want a family, I want to be able to look after my mum and dad. And then I think, well, I always try and flip it as a positive, but I think we need to wait both sides of the coin and I flip, well, what if I'm not in good enough health to not have a family and not be able to look look after my mum and dad? And then that drives that emotion. It is like a negative emotion, but it's scarcity. And that's what's going to make you drive action because you're stepping out of your comfort zone. How comfortable does it feel to think, I'm going to have a family one day, I'm going to be there to look after my loved ones. That feels joyful and comfortable. But if you flip it and you think, if I'm not, that hurts a little bit. And that's what's going to drive action. Yeah, of course. And I suppose the <laughs> the good thing about living with type one as a chronic condition is essentially we are completely in control. Yeah. And we will determine whether or not we have health issues. That's, again, the reality of it. What, what I do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, will directly impact whether or not I experience long-term complications. So it's our responsibility. My health and my diabetes is my responsibility and nobody else's. Mm. So I know I need to take it seriously. You know you need to take it seriously because nobody else is going to do it for you. Unfortunately and, not. <laughs> if only it would be, that, it'd be that easy. Um, so as chronic conditions go, or illnesses go, or whatever it is, we're at an advantage because we can manage it. It's our responsibility. If we do what we need to do, we can live a healthy and happy life as we are doing. Yes, <laughs> we are. <laughs> Even though we've been, we've been a little bit morbid, but hopefully this has uh, opened some people's eyes and yeah, motivated no, some people. Right, let's, let's turn it more positive then. Right, let, let's go. Let's start <laughs> to wrap it up and chat about like, so if someone's interested in getting started in a morning routine, what would you say to them? I'd say, as you've already said, just pick one thing. It's not about going all or nothing. Pick one thing of, do I want to get up and drink a full glass of water before I do anything else? Hmm. Do I want to get up and go for a 20-minute walk? Don't think that. I have to get up and do all of these things at once. Because <laughs> Tom and Owen said that they do meditation, <laughs> yeah, they do yeah. cold showers, they yeah. do training, they do so I've got to do it all. No, you fucking well, don't. Actually, no, I would definitely rec- I would say get into the habit of having a cold shower. Oh, yeah. Like I had one of my clients and he started doing it and he was like, what are the benefits of this besides it fucking causing me pain? <laughs> I was like, there's a lot. And guys, I want to say this to you, type ones listening. There is quite a high chance of you becoming more insulin sensitive after having a cold shower. I mean, with me, I spike a little bit, but after I'm, I'm slightly more insulin sensitive. And that's just because it makes your body start to heat up its temperature, which uses glucose, right? Uh, because obviously it's cold, your body tries to adapt to it. So after you can become a little bit more insulin sensitive. Mm. Yeah, it's unreal. And like, it's just a, pick one thing. And like with my morning routine, it works well for me because I've, had to evolve over time to, to suit me and suit my day. So just pick one thing, stick with it for even a week and yeah. see how you feel after. Because of course, if, if you feel motivated to have 
I called Gerald one day and you're like, holy shit, that was horrendous. You might not want to do it the next day, but just say to yourself, I'm going to do it for one week. Yeah. You'll see how it feels. I'll say that. I still have mornings where I get up and I'm like, oh, I've got to go and have a shower and I've got to have a cold shower. It'll be all right. I'll just miss it. I'll just do my guided meditation app. No, Tom, you need to go and do it. And I have this little fucking brain battle with myself and I'm like, no. I'm going doing it. And you, you, I suppose you get that. You, we all get that. And it's like when testing our levels or carb counting, we have that brain battle. But you decide who wins. Let's think of it like the devil or the fucking angel. You decide who wins because it's your head that you're having the battle in. And you'll always get that. Yeah. And it, it is it is that little voice that's like, oh, no, go on, just, just take a rest. Or you don't need a cold shower today. It's, it's a bit later than you, <laughs> yeah. you, you think of any excuse to avoid <laughs> these certain things, but it's, it's your more conscious mind. And that's like really you that needs to sign that fuck off. Like I'm, yeah. I'm doing this thing and I do that. I have that all the time. I'm doing a marathon in April and I've never done one before. Nice. I hate running. <laughs> I, feel, I feel amazing after running and a marathon is something that I've always wanted to do. So I said, fuck it, like, stop putting it off. Um, so I'm doing one in April. And even when I'm training now and doing runs, I have to decide the distance that I'm going to go <laughs> before I start running. Because if I just start running... You're quite short. Yeah, and I get to six, seven kilometers, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, oh, my, my feet are in bits. And my That's enough. <laughs> I, I decide, no, I'm doing 10 today, or I'm doing 15. And then regardless of how I feel... I, I have to do it. And yeah. it's, much, it's much like uh, cold showers. So I definitely recommend cold showers. Yeah, How love it. You, say that. What would you say for somebody wanting to start a morning routine? I'd say pick one thing uh, that you want to start with. And like you say, use the compound effect. So evolve over time. I mean, mine's evolved over the past two and a half, nearly three months. Yours has evolved over a while. Pick one thing. But then also what, what I think you should do, guys, is write down um, why you want to develop a morning routine. So mine is because I, I wanted to because of some shit that was going on in my life at the time and it wasn't very structured. Things weren't very good for me. And now if I don't do it, I feel my anxiety starts coming in because I do get pretty bad anxiety and low mood. So I feel that starts doing coming in. So my why is to stop my anxiety coming in and set myself up for a good day. And obviously we spoke about your why. So I say, guys, listen to this, pick one thing. Be consistent with it, even on the days you don't feel like it, because me and Owen still get those days. But then remember why. Don't just do a morning routine, because Tom and Owen said that you should do one. <laughs> yeah. Do one for you. Is it because you want to show up for your family, the best version of yourself possible? Is it because you want to achieve goals that you set yourself throughout the day? Like, whatever it is, you need to just have a strong why, I think. 100%. What is your exact routine? Like, what time do you, what, what time do you get up and what? how long does your morning routine last so, so if anybody's listening because we, we kind of dipped <laughs> in on like cold chairs meditate and there's no yeah <laughs> so what is the actual the your morning routine formula? the secret the secret formula <laughs> so, <laughs> so i try and get up over christmas it's been i've been getting up about 10 a.m which i've not been happy with so i normally get up at about seven um i don't check my phone i'll go straight into the shower um, obviously wash myself, like I said before, and before I rinse off all the suds and all that shit, then I'll whack the cow cower, and then I'll whack the shower to cold. And then I spend two or three minutes in a cold shower, get out, dry myself, get dressed, 
Um, guys, I'll tell you a little bit of a story in this as well. A few months ago, before I started doing all this sort of shit, when I was getting dressed, I wasn't having a shower. Shower, I was just putting scruffy clothes on. But what I do now is I get dressed and I put like, I've got a nice top on, jeans, boots, and I dress how I want to feel mm. for that day. After my shower, I'll dress how I fucking want to feel for that day. Yeah, if you dress good, you're going to feel good. You dress like a scruff, you're going to feel like a scruff. Simple as that, I think. And um, then I, I do that. I sit down right where I am now. I open up my Headspace app. I'll do 11 to between 11 and 20 minutes meditation. Depends on how I'm feeling throughout that day. Mm. Then I read a page of the Daily Stoic, which is a guided med uh, a meditation yeah, so book. So one page of that. I've just read the last one because it's the 31st December. So I will be going through that again from January the 1st tomorrow. What I then do is I get my performance, high performance planner out. I fill out all the questions, which is a message to myself today. Three goals and tasks I want to complete for that day. And then I've got some questions of morning mindset and shit like that. And then I plan my day. When I plan my day, I also put the time that I woke up. I put the cold shower in there. I put guided meditation, the stoic, and I put planning my day. In my daily planner, I put the time that I'm doing my daily planner. I'll go through all that. And then that's my morning routine done. I'll start work. Do you feel then that keeps you super structured throughout the day as a result? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I look at, I'll have specific times I want to get stuff done and I'll let that deviate a little bit sometimes throughout the day, but that keeps me structured. Even on Christmas Eve, even on Christmas Day and even on Boxing Day, which is my birthday, I still did this routine. Sorry, I missed one day. I don't know whether it was the day after Boxing Day of guided meditation. So I've lost my fucking 50 odd day streak. I'm back to four days of <laughs> summer. Bastard. I felt bad. But, but yeah, I still did it over them days. And the reason that I still did my morning routine, guys, is because my anxiety and my thoughts don't take a day off. So I'm not fucking taking a day off. And that's why I still do it. But yeah, it really sets me up for the day. But I will touch on this is a big one like Guys, sometimes when you get up, if you've got a morning routine, you might not get stuff done. What I've just mentioned is the way that I like to do it. And if one of those sort of bricks fall out the wall, I'll still make sure that brick goes in. It might just be on top. Yeah, if that analogy makes sense. So I don't, I probably stress a little bit, but I'm like, no, Tom, remember, if you've missed your meditation, just fucking do it later in the day. As long as you get it done in that day, it's fine. Hmm. 100%. And that's even the way you were speaking about that, you were speaking so passionately about it, you know, so I can tell I can, and I know we have the video on here so I can see how much <laughs> my routine means to you, which is unreal because it's mm. that perfect start of the day and it sets you up with what you need to do. And like myself, you're self-employed. So it's massively important for you to be on the ball because yeah. if you don't do what needs to be done, then you're, you're going to suffer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, going back through times through last year when my business wasn't in a good place and I was whinging and stuff like that, and I didn't have a morning routine. I might have got up in the morning and taken like my ex's dogs out on a bit of a walk then come back then done a post. But I had no structure, no proper morning routine. And I was moaning because my business was in the shit place. And now, guys, there's a bit of motivation for you guys. Like, Since I've developed this morning routine, including everything that I've been doing, I'm working on myself. My business has been the best it's ever been through being a coach in the last seven years. And my clients are all fucking buzzing. They're all winning. They're all getting great results. And I I will say, I solely put this down to a massive part is me 
doing my morning routine and being able to show up for myself. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's... I, I can't emphasize how important it is. Like, and I know it works well for you and it works well for me. It might not work well for everybody else. Mm. But your morning routine is, is obviously very similar to mine. And what we do can be done anywhere. So I know yeah. that the morning routine that I'm in, whether or not, you know, obviously I haven't traveled much this year, but <laughs> if I do travel or I know my routine slightly off, I still have the morning routine wherever I am. Yes. And it's, it's just that perfect kind of core start to the day that clears the head, makes you feel good, makes you feel motivated. And uh, yeah, all, all that plays into managing diabetes. Yeah, it, because I think it does. Diabetes loves routine. It does. <laughs> it does. And you start, yeah. you start getting a morning routine in. And guys, it doesn't need to be anything massive like mine and Owens have developed over time. But even if it's just getting up, making a coffee, if you're a coffee drinker, sitting down for five minutes with yourself, just drinking your coffee and maybe writing three, three goals you've got for that day. That's simple as fuck, but that's going to be super powerful and it's going to keep you in a, like a major structure for the day, isn't it? It's just going to set you up for the day. Yeah, 100%. It doesn't have to be anything that we've said it can be anything it could be listening yeah. to your favorite song it could be yeah music music yeah, it could it's be a good one drawing yeah. for 10 minutes in the morning if you like doing art anything that you feel will clear your mind and just set you up for the day yeah we Absolutely. fucking love it so right well i'll say we've chatted we always chat for a while i don't know how long we've been on for i don't know if it's over yeah, an so hour or something but... laptop battery is about to run out right now hey <laughs> we've, we've nailed it so why don't you t tell the listeners where they can find you yeah so you can find my diabetic podcast is the insulone podcast redefining diabetes it's yeah. mega go and listen to it go and listen to it it's mega <laughs> So you can get that anywhere, any platform that you listen to podcasts. You can get me on social, primarily Instagram at Insulon, I-N-S-U-L-E-O-I-N. My website is insulon.com. And yeah, you can find everything through there, really. Love it. So guys, it is New Year's Eve at the end of 2020 at the time of recording this. So I'm going to wish you all, and you as well, Owen, a fucking <laughs> mega mega 2021 guys make 2021 i don't just want to say make it your year put a fucking morning routine in there and dominate 2021 we fucking love it so you too mate so guys listening again please if you got value from this episode please leave me a rating and a review help me hit my goals of top 10 type 1 diabetic podcast in 2021 and i hope you got mad value from this episode and i will chat to you all soon peace <laughs>